You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live this morning. We're broadcasting from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls. Yes. Blizzardy, cold, frozen Sioux Falls. <laughs> but that seems to be the norm the around The whole here. Midwest. So, <laughs> Father, can I ask a personal question? Sure. So, not? a lot of us knew your mother, Monica Rutten. <laughs> Loved your yes. mother, Monica yes. Rutten. Yeah. How are the Rutten family for Christmas? We've been all thinking uh, about you and praying for you guys. That's a good question. Uh, you know, I think we were normal in you know the process of of it all. Um, yeah, we. Uh, my mother, in her will, I think we announced this once before. In her will, she had uh, if there was any siblings that wanted the same item we were to cast lots and so at our christmas gathering as a family we had many items that we had to roll dice and (laughs) see who would win them and so you know those kinds of things and they were all a variety of items uh, that my mother had that various things and yeah you know it sort of comes and goes uh different things that you just sort of you know you realize like you can't call her and Mm -hmm. um I think for me, I've said to people, one of the things that was sort of helpful is our families has been transitioning how holidays function. Mm -hmm. And my mother has been brought to them uh, versus going to her place hosting. And I think that's where it really gets hard when, you know, our first Christmas when we didn't have our house, Mm -hmm. like that was hard. And, you know, so it was sort of like, almost like, well, somebody forgot to go get mom Uh, Mm -hmm. versus we don't get to go to mom's place, uh, you know, those things. Um, yeah. And it's just up and down and you just, I love that she did that in her will. I know that it was so, her. it was so funny. That yeah. We, so we, 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 yeah, It was like, well, what that, why not? Right. That's it. And I can just imagine all of the runs. I don't think that was a quiet event. Oh no, 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 no. We had, it was a great event. In fact, there's video and photos and we had a lot of fun. We, we, we definitely have a good time. That's um, awesome. So, and hopefully we'll continue the tradition. Uh, we serve the banquet and then we have a meal and we had a dance. A actually. dance? Yes, we had a dance. <laughs> yes, we jitterbugged and line danced. Oh my gosh. It was, it, yeah, welcome to the Rotten House. Oh my gosh. Uh, Everybody so, wants to be a family so, member in the Rotten House. I'm sure they were all welcome. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, it was a good time uh, for us all. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll keep Monica Rutten's soul in our yes. prayers. and yes. All of you as you make the transition. So another big thing that's been happening um, that people have been hearing commercials about, and that's Rutten Radio. Oh, yes, Rutten Radio. Going network-wide. Network-wide. It's amazing. gosh, you have to wrangle the two of them in. Uh, Yeah, I I just try to manage <laughs> well for those that aren't familiar with rotten radio explain a little bit about yeah so rotten it. radio is i've got uh i've got actually four brothers and four sisters uh but two of them uh and i do a radio show together one of them is father john rotten uh then my brother uh joe rotten 
So we talk about faith and family and frivolity. Uh, we usually do movies, and it's just kind of an insight into our life and try to help people see a little bit of a different way of, of approaching things and yeah, mm-hmm. finding hope in the midst of it all. Uh, there's lots of laughter and usually some insight. We, we learn something. <laughs> this January will be interesting that, that we, well, you'll have learned something new about, uh, about me. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So, That's a good teaser. So that oh, yeah. every, the first... W- first Wednesday of the month at 7 a.m. Central time. Central time. Oh, yeah. I forget now that we're... Probably, I know. Uh, yes, You're yes, all yes. the way over into Wyoming. That's yes, kind of... Don't scary. be scared. But with the app, people have been listening all over the place. Yeah. So, but, so that's yep, pretty radio, exciting. Turn on your radio. Yep. First Wednesday of every yeah. month, 7 a.m. Yep. Central. Yeah. Uh-oh. Hot seat. <laughs> Here we go. Straight talk time, folks. The call in number is 877 795 Again, the number is 877 Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So this is your opportunity to call in and kind of direct the conversation, ask any questions that you might have on the Catholic faith or even current events, 877-795-0122. So there's been a lot of news going on in the Sioux Falls Diocese. My goodness. There's a lot to talk about. But I don't know if we should talk about any of it. <laughs> so we got a new bishop elect. Yes. And Exciting. for those folks that didn't hear, there was a lot of assignment changes this weekend, which yes. is unusual. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think some of it is just Bishop Swain wants to be able to try to give Bishop elect a grood, kind of a clean slate, mm-hmm. wrap up some things, things that would be a little difficult for someone that's not familiar with the, you know, kind the of personality. Personnel. And, and those things. And, and you know, it's probably not as uncommon that, that priests would move at different times. Okay. Uh, things come up, things change, you know, as we prayed in the last hour. You know, Father Dana Christensen, we don't really know with his health, you know, where he's at, right. how long he can continue fully functioning. Well, and you in know. Sioux Falls here, we, our hospitals, we have Sanford Hospital and yeah. we have Avera. And they tend to compete. And they tend to see who can build it bigger and better. Well, Avera just opened up yet another facility, (laughs) enormous facility. And so um, Father Krogman is now going to be helping out with all of those facilities. I can't imagine. So he's moving out of Brandon, which is, I think, exciting because that's a passion for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely enjoys that as well. Yeah. and has done it for a long time, mm-hmm. so it, it will be good. Uh, and you really, I mean, it's, you know, there's thousands of people in and out of the hospitals. And, and not so, just that facility, but the heart hospital, too, is yep, over there. there's the heart hospital, and, you know, there's the, yeah. So there's been a lot of changes, so be sure to yeah. read your bishop's bulletin. Um, that'll be coming out for January. Um, so if you have any questions, not necessarily on this topic... <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call, 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. And it looks like, Father, we do have a question Alrighty. waiting. So whenever you're ready, Eli. Yeah, so uh, this is just a question that I came up with 
yesterday Uh-oh. um being that it was like the the feast of the holy family yes um and i noticed that the readings mentioned um like after the wise men had come and departed blah 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 blah, but that hasn't happened yet so why do we have oh the feast of the holy family with the readings saying that the wise men have already left before it's not epiphany epiphany sure um well the the church actually uses a three-year cycle and so we pull from different Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, in the midst of all of that. And so sometimes the readings don't necessarily like chronologically match up. Uh, the key for the Gospel, though, was not necessarily when the Magi came or where they were, but the whole focus on the Holy Family itself. And so while it throws people to hear a story about the Magi leaving, um, the church is really using that reading more to focus on the the Holy Family itself, because some years we get Jesus being left in the temple. Mm. So we, we're, you know, then you're, you're, I mean, like, so it really, so it is one of those things when you try to, to chronologically fit in the readings liturgically, it it sort of gets bumped around. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Thank so, you. Because the reality is, as, as we know, the Magi really didn't even show up until about a year and a half later. Yeah. Sure. So it's that also that reality of like the whole thing is so skewed. We have this idea of everybody coming at the same time. and Yeah. You know. But yeah. uh, one of the uh, kids at church asked the same question yesterday, too. Really? Because he was listening. He's like, wait a minute. Uh, Smart little the, kid. And Because we've got our Magi over on the side. He's yeah. like, wait a minute, Father. They haven't shown up yet. Now they're leaving. How, how is that possible? It's like, well, yeah. the church picks different readings. and So... Yeah. Interesting. Well, if you have a question for us on Straight Talk, the number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Well, I always think it's interesting to think about the timeline because I always <laughs> I always knew that the Magi, you know, because Herod right. wanted every child under the age of two. So that means that there was a big time span. Right. But the funny thing is, in my head, I always imagine them living in that stable for two years. And it's like, they oh, probably did. No, no, they probably <laughs> did find another place to live. You're right. They, they probably had the ability to, to, to move out and get some things. Um, the other thing that, that's important is, uh, it. we say three magi, but it's, it's not listed as three magi. They brought three gifts, and we assume that there were three of them. Oh, one for each wow. gift, but three people would never travel alone. Like that's no. just, it was so dangerous. So there was probably a bunch of people. They just brought three gifts. And so we just sort of say, well, there must've only been three, but it doesn't wow. say that there was actually just the three. So that was my mind exploding. Hmm. Wow. That's yeah, never so thought of that. There's a, there's all kinds of hmm. things. Interesting. Um, well, folks, we're doing straight talk and we're discussing whatever topic you might have or questions that you might have on faith and religion. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. We've got an anonymous uh, phone caller from Minnesota. Are you on the line with us? I am. And what question do you have for us today? 
so the, I, I have a question about the gospel reading this past Sunday as well, Father, sure. where sure. it was talking about uh, Joseph and his yep. dreams yep. that he had. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I guess I'm just curious as to know how many dreams he actually had between the time they left for Egypt and when they ended up in Nazareth, because it appears that he had three different dreams, but yep. somebody was saying that it might have just been two. Do you happen to know the answer to that? You know, I would have to look them all up. Um, I think you could probably say three because he has the dream before he divorced, was going to divorce Mary, and that dream told him not to. Uh, and then he has the dream uh, to take the child. Uh, then he has the dream to take the child to to Egypt and then he has the dream that it's safe to go back and then there's maybe is it even four or it's it's either in that third dream uh, he gets two messages because then he's also warned not to go back and that's when they end up in Nazareth so I would say depending on when yeah three I think three but I'd have to look I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head all the he has a lot of dreams yeah he does Um, yeah yeah, and I, it, I and that and that last one I'd have to remember the last one either he had two messages in the same dream, or he had two different dreams at the end. Interesting. Oh, now I'm gonna. Now, okay, you, now, you, yeah, now you got me wondering. <laughs> that's good. That's good. You gotta you gotta keep the priest on his toes. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just curious. So All right. for taking my thank question. you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, folks, if you want to join in on the conversation or change the subject, you're welcome to do that, too. The phone number is 877-795-0122. We have Father Paul Rutten in the hot seat this morning answering your questions on faith. The number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So I did just look the reading up from yesterday. So there, there was the dream that told him to take the child to Egypt, and then he had the dream that it was safe to go back. And it doesn't necessarily say explicitly, but he says, and because he'd been warned in a dream. So that doesn't Mm -hmm. say whether that was a separate dream or that's the same dream with two messages. So it's possible that we had three dreams yesterday uh, in our readings. He's the original dreamer. He is. Well, you know, I always joke that often God has to tell men things while they're sleeping. (laughs) So... Oh yeah. Eight number the phone number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We're taking questions that you might have on the faith. Okay, so <laughs> we have a lot of interesting uh topics that are coming up on if he dreamed in color so we're not going to go there new year's resolutions we've talked about that so then let's go on keeping christmas alive everybody has stopped the christmas music um no longer saying merry christmas but for us catholics it just started right yeah we've only been in christmas for five days so yep no christmas is a season it is a season so officially what is the end of the christmas season is it Epiphany or the baptism? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when, when, it, you know, again, it, it does sort of depend. The old calendar, it would have gone all the way till the baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, the core Christmas season is Epiphany. Um, so, but some people will stretch it out 
and say that this is all Christmas. I um, think I stretch it out just so I don't have to put away my tree. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, makes, that makes total sense. Well, why not? I always think, well, why wouldn't you want it to, to last as long as possible? Um, right. Right. And so the... Sign- oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm wrong. I apologize. Okay. Um, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. So February or January 12th. So then January 13th is the first week in ordinary time. So current calendar, we go till the 12th. Okay. And that's the baptism of the Lord. So what are some ways that you as a priest are keeping Christmas alive in your parish? Well, we continue to sing Christmas music. Uh, We continue to leave everything up. Um, And part of the challenge is, is to not put it up so soon. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, we have our Magi moving, you know, so they showed up this weekend. Uh, They weren't in the scene anywhere. And now they're on one side of our church, and they'll slowly move over uh, <laughs> to the other side of the church. Um, it's hard, you know, because so much of the Christmas season is celebrated during the week. Uh, and so if people don't go to daily Mass, they don't realize oh. that we're still in Christmas. So a great invitation to be, start daily yeah, Mass. Yeah, to come at least once, you know, if you've had some time off, mm-hmm. and you, you can get to your daily Mass somewhere in your in this parish, city, wherever you're at. Um yeah, it's hard, you know, I, because, again, our culture just is done with it. You know, mm-hmm. I was just in a store yesterday, and they were putting Valentine's Day cards of up. Of course. They you know, because they're on to the next. I mean, like, yeah. they're all on to the next, and we just have to be willing to say, oh, that's nice. Um, well, and there's another thing, continuity, you know, within the church that they were, you know, a previous question that we got about uh, the Magi were leaving. Well, the baptism of the Lord, he didn't. it didn't happen when he was a baby. <laughs> right. So there's another thing. Why do you suppose the church put it with Christmas? Well, because it, it sort of is tied into the story itself. You know, all of those things do sort of tie into the to what we imagine, mm-hmm. you know, at that time. Uh, and so it just makes sense to keep it all there. It, otherwise, it's too hard. Like, where do you put it then? You know, yeah. do you put it in July? Uh, you know, you've got to put it somewhere in the in one liturgical year. Uh, and so to keep it within that uh, time frame just sort of condenses all of those um, moments hmm. in the life of Christ. And, um, Interesting. It feels natural there. Yeah. It, I mean, it does until you start thinking about, like, <laughs> you know, like, wait a minute. Wait How's a this minute. possible? Uh, wait a minute. Well, folks, we're in Straight Talk. Father Paul Rutten is answering your questions today on Straight Talk. Um, any questions that you might have on the faith, you can give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So, coming up is New Year's Day, and it's a holy day of obligation. But it's not for this, you know, the reason people think. It's not to celebrate the new year. It's a whole different reason. Why, what, why is it a day of obligation? It's the solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. Mm. Uh, and so we celebrate Mary as Mother of God. It's one of our oldest really? uh, titles and celebrations. Uh, so, Mary has been... You know, again, because in the early days of the church, they really questioned Jesus's humanity and divinity. And one of the ways in which they reaffirmed his divinity is the fact that Mary was given the title Mother of God, or in the Greek, Theotokos. Uh, 
so it's a holy day. It's a day that we're called, you know. Um, I think it, it's fitting that, that it falls on the first mm-hmm. uh, because she really, she ushered in, you know, Christ who changed everything. And so if there's going to be something new uh, happening, uh, Mary would be the one to, in a sense, to honor uh, all things new. Awesome. So, yep. So it's a holy day. So it, as I always used to say to the college kids, it's like a Sunday on Wednesday. <laughs> Sunday on Wednesday. So if you want to understand that, it's like Sundays on Wednesday this year. <laughs> so we'll either see you Tuesday night uh, or Wednesday morning. Yeah. So don't forget, folks, it's the solemnity of Mary. And uh, to get to Mass on Tuesday night or Wednesday, it's a holy yeah. day of obligation. It is. And it's a hard one because, you know, people don't go uh, like they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yet they're supposed to. And they're, yeah. Uh, and so really trying to help people understand, well, why do I have to go to church on Tuesday? Yeah. Like, what, what's this all about? The yeah. I have, to, I have to explain Holy Days to my 16-year-old who's only been going to Catholic school her whole life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it, it, is, it is a hard thing. You know, we, we sometimes just sort of take for granted. Um, or I think if we don't, if we don't really live kind of Catholicism in a, in a tangible way, it doesn't always make sense per se, because you could argue that there's also like secular, you know, holy days, quote unquote, holy days, mm-hmm. you know, Super Bowl Sunday, like, oh, you know, like they're all, yeah, like, it's like everybody has to watch football, whether you like it or not. <laughs> uh, so there are other days where, where as a culture, eat the Smokies and meatballs, you know, we, we come back around and, and the church does have these days and, um, and it's hard, you know, I understand that some people can't, you know, with their jobs, but we we should be able to make it work. Yeah. Uh, we, we make everything else work. Right. Um, yeah. Very good. Well, folks, we're listening to Straight Talk on Real Presence Live this morning. Father Paul Rutten is joining me today as my co-host, and he's also answering any questions that you might have on the faith or even a variety of topics that you might have on current events. Or anything. The other day I was in the second grade classroom explaining gravity oh, uh, to the kids. Okay then. <laughs> they, they were asking about the gravitational force and the teacher was like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I, I'll come talk to your kids. <laughs> so we talked about gravity and how gravity works and it was lots of fun. The teacher was like, sure, why not, Father? Okay, Father. Yeah. So yeah, any question? Let's let's see if we can stump the priest. Should I say that? No. Already no, said. Already no, said. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, our number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. All right. So we're in the middle of the Christmas season. We have a Holy Day of Obligation coming up on Wednesday. What's the parish like? life look like these days uh you know for most places i think it's kind of quiet uh you yeah. know in between uh, the busyness of the weekends and the holy days in between days it's just kind of quiet everyone's busy doing other things and so you're gonna take a breath <laughs> yeah try to, to catch up and get things kind of coordinated and so as a priest when do you get to i know um you know with the all of the masses on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. When do you get to celebrate, or do you get to celebrate a traditional th- Christmas that we think of with turkey and presents and a tree? Uh, you know, I suppose every priest is a little bit different depending on their assignment where mm-hmm. they're at. Uh, this year, I actually didn't 
celebrate a traditional Christmas. Uh, I went to a family's house that had just kind of heavy hors d'oeuvres, mm-hmm. uh, soup, uh, and they knew that it would be convenient for priests mm-hmm. uh, to just stop in in between masses, and it worked out well uh, to be able to do that. Because, you know, I don't have time. I mean, we had a mass at 4, a mass at 6, and then a mass at 10. Yeah. So it's not like I have a whole lot of time to sit down to a big fancy meal and then stay awake yeah. uh, for the next one. Uh, and then Christmas Day, I went to some families' houses, and we had leftovers. Uh, so that was good. It was great ham and uh, salads and whatnot. And then uh, went to another family's house, and we had heavy hors d'oeuvres again. Well, and uh, I think that's something that um, we tend to forget about is that you don't, you know, when you become a priest, you're kind of giving up that portion of your life to some degree. Yeah, and, you know, again, it does depend on your schedule because I think my brother, Father John, did get to make it to a Christmas meal because he only had one Christmas Eve mass at his parish. Uh, and then he was able to go to my sister's house for whatever they ate there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, and I, I often say, having lived uh, in Italy for four years, uh, I missed all of the holiday. I mean, you just miss all of these things. Mm-hmm. So you get used to the life of being with whoever you're around. And so for me, I've, I'm just as content going to my parishioner's house and yeah. hanging out there and you know, enjoying their company as well as, you know, going to my family's house. And, well, and having great liturgies, uh, you know, yeah, with great music and worship is... Yeah, so it's good. And some of my family came to Masses. You know, it's it's not that we're competitive, but we're, <laughs> we're kind of competitive. Uh, you know, so my poor family has to decide, like, well, where do we go to church? And, <laughs> and do we tell the other one that we were at so-and-so's church? And, you know, like so, they better because you're going to tell them. We're going to find out <laughs> where you we went to church. Uh, no, so it, it it is all it's all good uh, in the, in the midst of it all. Not to, never dull. Never, never dull. Never, never dull. dull. No. Well, so folks, it's, it's good. We still have a few minutes left. If you have a question for Father Paul Rutten this morning, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So I always think about priests during straight talk and I always wonder how in the world do you guys know all the answers all the time? I mean, it's just like you probably get these questions out of left field that some little kid has walked up and asked you, how in the world do you know all the answers? You don't always know them right away. And so I do think sometimes you just have to say to the kid, you know, I'll have to look that one up. Uh, But the church has a lot of stuff written down for us. I also think it was... uh, uh, when, where I went to school, all of our exams were oral exams. So you oh. would sit with your professor, and your professor could ask you anything he or she wanted from the semester. And it was 10 minutes, you and the professor. Really? Uh, yeah. And so you got used to having to be able to just sort of pull information and bring it together. And um, yeah, it was stressful at first, but I grew to really like it that way. So by the time a priest becomes a priest, how many years of education have you been through? Oh, at least eight years of post-high school. So four years of college and then four years of graduate studies. So significant studies. Yeah, there's a lot to know. Uh, You know, and you never really stop learning. And there's just always more and more and more and more to learn uh, and to know. And I I have become, I'm not famous for, but 
it's become sort of a custom for me when I move to a new parish. I always do a did you know or now you know mm-hmm. at the end of Mass. Because I just realize as Catholics, there's all these things that we do that nobody really knows why we do them. And people have talked about you doing um, that, and, and so, they enjoy it. So I try to get people to realize, like, there is a reason why we genuflect. There's a reason why we have holy water. There's a reason, mm-hmm. like this last weekend at St. Mary's, we have little candles all around the church. Mm-hmm. And they're the places where the bishop consecrated the, the church. And so he put chrism oil on the wall, and they put a candle right in that spot. Really? And so we light them. Uh, at Christmas and at Easter, and then on the anniversary of the consecration of the church, and so they're candles, they're consecratory candles. They and is that and there's twelve the norm twelve in churches. Is, well, I don't know that everyone puts a candle there, hmm. um, you know. But I remember when we dedicated Saint Catherine Drexel and Bishop Swain mm-hmm. went all over in twelve spots around the church uh, with the chrism oil, and he marked it. Well, and I think it's so fascinating to watch a. A church be dedicated. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm so excited for my brother, Father John. It is just uh, fascinating to go yeah, and see. It, it's definitely worth. Also, it will be worth watching because most people won't be able to get to the ordination of Bishop Elect de Have you heard? Are they going to have it at the cathedral? It will be at the cathedral and it'll be a ticketed event uh, and it'll be streamed live so you can watch it live. And then he will do. Uh, masses of Thanksgiving, both here in Sioux Falls and then back in St. Paul. Hmm. Um, you know, and it's always a hard call. You know, yeah. some dioceses do it in you know convention centers so everyone mm-hmm. can come. Uh, and others choose to, to keep it in the cathedral. And while it limits the people, uh, it really keeps the connection to the cathedral. Hmm. So. Yeah, because I can remember when I lived in Rapid City when Bishop Charles Chaput oh. became bishop. It was at the arena. Okay. And yeah. so that was really cool. But I've been wondering if they were going to have it yep. so, at the cathedral or the arena. So two people per parish. Good night. So if whatever parish you belong to, put in a good word and see if your pastor will let you go. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I can get a media pass. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So it, it will be exciting. It'll be exciting. It, it wow. is quite But the, it will be streamed. And they do such a good job of streaming that. Yeah. Yeah. So we can all pray along and yeah, yeah, and it's just to see, you know, how it's a little bit different. And so one question that I've had, um, I I belong to a woman's group, and we go to the six forty five a.m. cathedral mass. Oh yeah, and they said um, they thought Father Brian Eckridge kind of consecrated the hosts a little bit differently, and I said, well, he's breathing on them. And they were like, what are you talking about? I said, well, because the priest is supposed to breathe on them. Is that? Well, so it's kind of hard. There's very clear things in the in the, the missile mm-hmm. um, to do. And then there are customs that are also done. Mm-hmm. So the biggest, the most popular custom that's not in the right is to ring bells. Okay. It doesn't tell you to ring bells anywhere during the liturgy. Huh. But we do, mm-hmm. and, and the church permits it. Um, it says to bow, slightly bow. Um, now, the reality is there is the idea of the Holy Spirit being a breath uh, and that breath coming out. Um, and so, when, and when you bow, you, you speak. Um, so there is that idea, but it doesn't say breathe on okay. the elements. 
uh, or breathe into the chalice itself. It just sort of is one of these things that sort of makes sense when you're when you're bowing mm-hmm. and you're holding a chalice that you sort of speak into. Uh, but it is a connection that that the word. Yeah, because you know, I thought it was the connection of he breathed on them, and therefore. Yeah, you know, I mean, you you could. I mean, I guess you could argue. I've never really looked to see exactly where that all comes from. Like Bishop Swain breathes into the chrism oil, you know, mm-hmm. and it's very distinct. He was very much breathing, mm-hmm. um, you know. So there's and Father Brian Eckerich definitely is breathing on yep. it, you yep. know. And I think I think it's just interesting and kind of uh, fascinating to see how everyone does it a little bit different. Yeah, you know, it really is that your personality still comes through, even though there's. The idea is that it it's pretty uniformed in the midst of it all. So. Yeah. Well, I've just got to note that Real Presence Radio will also be carrying the installation of the new Bishop of Sioux Falls live. So there you go. More reason we, to listen. I, maybe I'll actually get to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I don't. Yeah, I probably shouldn't get my hopes up. <laughs> what parish I'll you be listening. To? Christ the King. Well, call Father Jordan. <laughs> I need to go. You need to figure out what he likes and then just drop it off and and then say if you had any extra tickets. (laughs) Yeah, the vocations director. Maybe he'll get extra. (laughs) No. No, No, it was very clear in our our letter that there is no exception. This is it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there'll be lots of people. Yeah. um, uh, Coming. Uh, there'll be bishops and priests, and that's the hardest part. Is uh, you well, know all the people from. You could probably fill the entire cathedral just with priests that he has impacted and yeah. known. Yeah. From him serving in a seminary so close to us, did you know him personally? I know. Uh, just your sort brother of Joe did informally uh, at different things. Uh, we were, you know, involved in so. I, yeah. But, but he was my brother Joe's formation advisor. Yeah. Yeah. He was so. spiritual director, formation advisor yeah. for a lot of our priests. Yeah. So d- definitely uh, connections. Yeah. Um, and it's got to be hard. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine the poor guy. Like, <laughs> like Good luck remembering everyone's name. Yeah. And like, here you go. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, but that's what happens when you... Yeah. Well, thanks to all of those who called in or wrote in with your questions. This is a segment that we do every morning at 930 Central, Monday through Friday. Up next, Andrew Bartell will uh, share with us how we plan for the end of our lives. And later in the show, we'll ride around listening right around the listening area on our 10-minute tour. We're broadcasting live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live. Mm-hmm. 